Hi, Peter. Welcome to Jeff's Marketing Academy. It's so great to have you here. So please tell a little bit about yourself and, you know, how's your career started in the marketing and everything so far? Yeah, so happy to be here, Jeff. Um, so I've been doing SEO for um, over 10 years now. And like most people kind of got into it randomly. Um, in 2011, I had a sports blog and was kind of just looking to promote it. And as one does, kind of just started going through Google, seeing this mention of SEO and um, search engine optimization. And I was like, wow, that's like so cool that like you can basically improve rankings. And um, I basically did it on my website and got pretty good um, results. And then I kind of thought to myself, like, maybe I can get an internship out of this. And um, yeah, I mean, it kind of went from there. So I work full time for Hub International doing technical SEO. And then I also do some freelance SEO on the side. I've worked with clients from S&P 500 to local SEO and um, just really enjoy the field a lot and always challenging and I'm always constantly learning. So I guess, yeah, that's a bit about me. Awesome. So, you know, this may be a little bit out of our scope uh, of the discussion, but I I uh, just want to ask this because uh, a lot of aspiring digital marketers out there, I think, really trying to find the right place to, you know, start their career or, you know, people who are just graduating out of college and everything. Yeah. So if someone wants to start a career in SEO, uh, you know, what would be your ideal roadmap? Uh, you know, anything brief would be great to have. Yeah, sure. So I've I've actually been asked this a good amount on my some of my LinkedIn posts and I've shared, but essentially you kind of just get the general understanding. So Moz, which has been around, I think, at least over 10 years now, that's where I started and they had a really good SEO guide. So I, I think the thing is just getting enough that you have a general understanding and kind of starting to build your own websites and do your own SEO. Because I think as people sometimes in SEOs, we try to know everything about a certain topic. And the reality is you're going to learn more by practically doing it and you're going to have a better understanding. Um, so, I mean, I would say that and um, certainly reaching out and seeing if you can get a mentor because essentially you can get all their knowledge as fast as can so you don't have to worry about like the mistakes they've done or like the issues they dealt with. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say both of those things and just um, constantly always learning new things. So following resources like Search Engine Land, Search Engine Journal, being part of... Um, certain Facebook groups and just um, always just looking to learn and viewing things, I guess, as maybe a challenge viewing as an opportunity to get better rather than being like, like, how am I going to fix this or improve on this? Yeah, I think that's a good point because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, for example, the social media marketing or content marketing, I think uh, you don't need to have a website or you don't need to have any such things, but uh, when it comes to the SEO, I think uh, at some point we might need to have a few resources on back end, you know, to uh, test it out and all that, right? So I think that's where a lot of people lack. And um, I don't know, a lot of people is really afraid because I did my MBA. It's not like a top tier college, it was like mm. you know, a medium tier college. And uh, a lot of people were really uh, looking up to me when I was, you know, putting out content regarding digital marketing. And I was like, dude, I'm not even doing that much. It's like a whole lot of yeah. portion out there. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things. So yeah, I think that would be, uh, you know, this roadmap would be uh, great. But the resources that you mentioned uh, are really valid, like Moz, Search Engine Land, uh, and all those people. 
any any more resources that you think that's coming to your mind right now that can be really useful other than the you know top things anything like from from influencers or anything or that your peers or you suggest to follow um i mean i've been following matt diggity for a while most people that are do affiliate with some seo know him so i'd say he's a really good resource um brian dean is really good uh i mean lily ray does a really good cover coverage of like seo updates and need and maria Haynes as well it does a really good coverage of those so um i mean those are the immediate ones i can think of and then i follow a good amount of people on linkedin so yeah i would say those are the ones that i can at least think of and i think it's just also be willing to test certain information that you receive from google because mm-hmm. they'll often say something and what you see in the search results or what you've done yourself might actually be uh, different so i think it's good to take what they say with a grain of salt and then mm-hmm. also be doing your own testing got it, got it, got it. So awesome. So I think we can jump to the core of the discussion, uh, which is okay. the Web3, you know, SEO. And uh, so for those people, you know, uh, for my audience who just jumped in, uh, would you get to explain like uh, what this Web3, you know, the basic understanding in very simple terms, especially something that's relatable to marketers, uh, you know, why they should care uh, internet? You're asking about the difference between Web 2.0 and Web 3.0? Yeah. Okay. Um... I mean, I think Web 2.0 was essentially, it seems like more user-generated content and um, web blogs, things like that. And Web 3.0 seems to be more focused, at least what I've read, on decentralization and more the semantic web and kind of just making things uh, so users can have um, the representation of their data. And I think that's like certainly something that we're seeing more of is that people are seeing their data being used. And there's been people that have moved to like uh, search engines like DuckDuckGo because they're just tired of seeing ads. And I, I think it's to the point where it's like initially ads are great. It's like, I, but I, I also think some users are just tired of seeing them constantly. So I think it kind of opens the idea of that. And I think more just understanding what people want before they actually are putting in the search engines and just, um, it, I think something we've seen more recently is just the open or the advent of um, uh, chat GBT. And I think just people really wanting to get the information as fast as possible and, and things like that. And, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned this, this you know, chat GBT because a lot of people, I, to be honest, the LinkedIn is kind of, kind of what exploded the people and, you know, the content writers, especially they, yeah. uh, people, you know, start to mention that, okay, content writers, you are so screwed, you're just going to go off the jobs and everything. Uh, but I, I, you know, when I tried that out and I tried a lot of other AI writing tools as well, there's sort of plagiarism, to be honest, like, yeah. there was like tons of plagiarism and some content, like, it can't generate, you know, more. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not trying saying that, you know, we should expect more from that tool. But when people make allegations saying that, you know, uh, all the contributors, because uh, I'm actually a content manager in my day job, and you know, uh, when my writers write something and I ask them to write using, you know, other AI writing tools, uh, it was not good. It was not good, and it, it was really uh, a waste of time. But what do, what are your thoughts? Do you think, you know, every technology somewhat will evolve in the future, right? So. 
uh, what are your thoughts? How do you think AI writers and AI writing tools will evolve in the future? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, obviously it's not perfect, but the reality is AI learns at a much faster rate. And basically by everyone continuing to use this tool, it's going to improve upon that. So it's like, everyone's like expecting, wow, this is like good, but like, it's not perfect. But like, the thing is, it's basically the beginning and like, the amount of data it's receiving, it can only get better. So, I mean, I I think it certainly has good uses as far as like being able to help to do some keyword research and some like funny things like write me a song about such and such. But like, like most SEO tools and tools in general, they always continue to improve. And um, I, I think it's hard to say like this is not going to affect I guess, job duties and people's lives because there's a lot there. But um, I mean, I, I think you'll probably see sites ranking, but I'm, I think Google will eventually catch up because they're just, they have much of their AI technology of their own. So I think they'll be able to reverse engineer it, but I, I still think it's going to definitely change the way SEO is done and just, um be assessive and help people get things done faster, which just seems like that's the intent of the tool is to just give people information and get things done as fast as possible. Yeah. And, you know, when you mentioned Google and, you know, they are content and algorithms and everything, um, it, it's just my thought. It's just, you know, uh, Google is, you know, constantly releasing update, you know, this helpful content update and a lot of updates they have been releasing. I don't it's just my thought that if you're writing a blog and you are thinking, okay, you don't think anyone else, you're just thinking, okay, you are the user and yeah. you are the one who is going to consume the blog. If you write that, you're doing a basic SEO, you know, this uh, keywords and everything and stuff. I think that would be enough to get mm-hmm. ranked because I have seen, you know, even whenever my uh, writers do something, I, when I see that, it's like, that'll be very simple content, you know, just straightforward, uh, value driven, just straightforward, it will be lacking. And there are other articles who I see, like, you know, they spin around so much and so much of content. They might yeah. be lagging, but uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's just, uh, but do you think that's, that's simply the case? You can just, instead of worrying about too much, you can just write, just write for the user's sake rather than, you know, thinking too much. Is, is, do you think that's possible to keep it that simple? Um, I mean, I think it's a combination as much as you... Google will say right for the user, you need to be able to be covering relevant entities and have good topical coverage. Hmm. Um, So I I think it's kind of a mix of both, but generally if you're writing for the user, you're going to be, I guess, mentioning those things naturally. I think at least online, I've seen many people write content that could be actually worse than like machines so i think it really depends like as as they say in seo it depends so it's kind of something that like needs to be looked at as a case-to-case basis but um in general like if you're mentioning writing naturally trying to mention keywords here and there you're, you're going to probably do better than most mm-hmm. people because i think a lot of businesses they're some of them aren't even aware seo exists so they'll be creating content and it's about random subjects that no one knows about or just they're just not optimized so mm-hmm. yeah got it got it you know just to touch upon one one uh, one more thing when you mentioned the moss and everything the one thing popped my mind uh recently they released a youtube video uh mentioning that uh don't use keyword planner because uh when the number of keywords uh searches that they show for a particular keyword is like yeah. 
really bad when it comes yeah. to you know other things. Is, is it true? Is that's how it works? I you know Google your planet. I mean, I don't know how much we can rely on that. I've been relying on that for quite some time. But when I saw the video, I was like, what the hell? I mean, like I've been doing this for so long. I mean, now they're saying this. But what are your thoughts? Do you think that's true? Yeah, I mean, um, I know Atrus had an article, I think it was either this year or maybe sometime last year, where they basically talked about how the keyword volumes are grossly over-exaggerated. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's something that maybe you could use as a tool, but I still think it's important to not focus solely on um, keyword search volume and focus on more different sides of the funnel so you'd focus on like informational content transactional content and just making sure you're answering different queries and um we've also seen a i guess an increase in people wanting to write so-called zeros zero um keyword volume searches so i think it just is really going to depend on um your niche and what kind of content that really resonates with your user so i think at least when i started in 2012 there was an over a reliance on the keyword research tools and being like, well, this doesn't have enough search volume. I don't want to write about it. So I think we've gone more towards focus social, focus singly on just keyword volume alone, rather than being like, this may have less search volume, but it'll help me better have a better topical coverage of this and Google will reward me for that. Yeah. Got it, got it. But, but I do think SEMrush is kind of a reliable one, uh, you know, compared to Moz. I, I just want to get an idea because Moz, I think, is kind of a, uh, a costly tool uh, yeah. because I searched, uh, you know, and SEMrush is kind of like, you know, they give discounts here and there and then, you know, to get around uh, average price. Uh, have you used SEMrush? What do you think it, it's a reliable tool? Yeah, I mean, I so I have an Ahrefs account and then my work, we currently have an SEMrush account. So, I mean, I have both of them. And I mean, the data is going to be as reliable as it is. I mean, I think some of them use like clickstream, but like I mentioned just before, I think it's like, you can look at the data, but you also have to like go in and look at the searches and see what's ranking and being like, okay. So I think it's just to do your due diligence and not rely solely on SEO tools. And it's just part of your overall process of keyword research and analysis. Got it. Got it. So, you know, uh, before, before going into the, onto this Web3, you know, like search engines and everything and uh, stuff, uh, I don't, I'm not so, I think you might have seen this. Uh, recently, Google or, you know, some other uh, company released data that uh, around 30% of Google uh, people who search aren't actually satisfied with the results. Like, uh, I think you might have seen somewhere. And, you know, compared to that, so if, if that's the case, do you think that's how it will happen in the Web3 space as well? Because even Web2, it's been like uh, years, like decades, uh, it's been evolved, but people are suddenly jumping into Web3. Like, you know, they, even the Brave browser is something that people are kind yeah. of thinking as a, a Web3 process. Uh, do you think, you know, these algorithms and everything will be caught up soon in Web3 or still it will take like really long time to catch up on? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I would say I think they'll get there. Like you mentioned, it seems that we're seeing more and more people dissatisfied with the search results. And I think Google, um, it sometimes seems like it's not maybe not the best content that ranks. It's the best SEO who basically did the work. So, I mean, we're seeing that. And then I know also the advent and things like TikTok and Instagram, we're seeing younger users basically use those over 
um, I guess, Google, essentially, because it gives them the information faster and their, their time span. So I think Google, at the end of the day, they're only making money, basically, if people are clicking on their ads. But at the same time, they need to have good enough search results. So I think they'll definitely try to improve there. But I think there's certainly opportunities for um, Web 3.0, like, uh, DuckDuckGo and like um, I think the other one you mentioned I can't think of the name right now but I think Google just has such a large market share that I I don't see anyone will ever like I guess take it from them but I could certainly see people that want more of a um, not I guess SEO influence results wanting to see more of those type content because um, like for example, if you're on like a recipe site and they write a whole blurb about, oh, da, 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 and then you finally get to the content. So it's like, I think people's uh, attention spans are at an all time low, just given what we're exposed to. So it's like, you just need to like, make sure they're satisfied as fast as possible. Otherwise they're just going to leave. Yeah, I've seen, I think mostly in uh, the Cine news, right? You know, this Hollywood or Bollywood, all these news sites, uh, whenever you go, it's like on the first few paragraphs, you just see the same stuff being written over and over yeah. and over again. And I don't even know how these people are getting ranked. You know, I was like, we, we will be working day and night to rank the proper content, but uh, some normal stuff it just gets uh, you know ranked. I, I think I don't know, maybe maybe in the future or anything like these might go away. But I think you know a lot of people have to understand it's not like your fault. <laughs> people who are writing something their fault. It's yeah. just, uh, something that's uncontrollable. So, uh, cool. So, just coming back to one of the things that I really want to talk, I think a lot of people have been discussing, and even I, you know, want to try this out, is backlinking, right? Uh, people, yeah. you know, trying to publish it on various sites and everything. Uh, so, just to start, you know, what, what is actually backlinks and, you know, how does link building anything works? Can you give a brief on that? Yeah, sure. So you can think of backlinks essentially like a citation, so to speak. So if my website is CNN.com and Wikipedia mentions my website, that is essentially a backlink. And Google basically built their foundation on LinkRap, which is essentially the site is X amount of mentions and then it helps me get more authority. So I mean... I know originally that it was one of the top three ranking factors, but essentially you're just trying to basically get mentions or um, basically links back to your website. And essentially that helps improve their overall relevance and trust and link graph and things like that. All right. So, okay. So in 2023, will it work? What is it, would you suggest to someone that, you know, do backlinking on a daily basis? How to do it? Uh, would you suggest that, you know, uh, in 2023 for your clients or, you know, anyone who comes to you, if they're yeah. asking, like, should, should we do backlinks? Would you suggest them to do Yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is a touchy topic for some because some are like, don't actively try to do it. But the reality is there's certain industries or niches where, like, no one's going to naturally link to you or it's just not yeah. very done. So sometimes you have to, like, go out and create content and engage and create relationships. So... I think it, it really depends on like the certain sites. There's some sites that are just so far into their um, existence and people know about them that they don't have to naturally create backlinks. But at the same time, it's like 
if no one's heard of you, you sometimes have to basically go out and manually do things. So I think it's certainly something that should be part of the process. Um, I think ultimately backlinks are still going to be super strong, but I could see, I mean, Google's mentioned that there's less and less effects. So I, I've seen that, but I think there'll always be a top ranking factor because the reality is content is important, but it's not bulletproof. So it's like, it's not a thing where it's like they can have 100% confidence in it because like we mentioned, there's machine GPT and all these tools that can essentially create it for free. So I think it's like, it's something you need to like have as part of your overall strategy. Understood. So I think even if, you know, Google gives an update saying that, okay, we're going to roll out this new update uh, by June. And uh, I think to take that effect, you know, uh, for people, I think it will take you know, maybe a couple of months, you know, to take it fully affected, you know, that algorithm, I think that's kind of gives a window for all the, you know, brands and everything that, you know, to replace their strategy and SEOs. So, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, so, uh, Peter, is, is it morning or evening? Now? What time? Uh, it's 9, 9 a.m. here. 9 a.m., okay. So, I just yeah. asked this out-of-the-box question, you know, mostly in all the interviews. So, uh, who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? Oh. Well, I actually saw my um, personal training coach, so... Um, she was just happy to see me. So um, then we just connected because we don't really see each other a ton. Like she does my personal training program each month. But other than that, we don't do a ton of in-person sessions. So it was nice to just see her. She seemed like she's doing really well. So it was nice to like just see her happy and know that her business is thriving. Um, wow, that's great. That's great. Awesome. So just moving on to the final section, uh, you know, what do you think like uh, some of your best is to is your strategies uh, that brands should follow uh, for upcoming 2023. Should they, uh, you know, is it like backlinks or you know, is it like, you know, I mean, what what is your uh, general idea that the brands should do? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, the big buzzwords is entity SEO, whereas essentially Google needs to basically be able to understand your content and not, not have no ambiguity. So like we're, we're both SEOs and if, we put in the word SEO into the search engines. It's obviously to us what that is, but it, in Google, they're like a machine. So it could be like, I think there's something in South Korea related to SEO and there's just like acronyms and things like that. So I think it's essentially making it uh, abundantly clear to Google. So essentially you're using schema for things like about and mentions and essentially linking that to a knowledge base. So I think it's there and so I'd probably start off with that. And I think more uh, importance on internal backlinking. I, I think backlinks are very important, but you don't have end of control over many of them. So I think it comes to like creating more internal links to certain content and creating like supporting content and just really nailing all your topical authority and coverage of those things. So I'd probably say that. And then... Also, just having a good website and making sure it's accomplishing goals because you can have the best website and it could be ranked the highest as possible. But if you're not getting people to actively complete what they're trying to do, um, I think that's another thing. And I think also being able to rank for the right keywords because kind of goes back to what I was saying, but like 
you can be ranked extremely well for a keyword, but if you're not, the page and experience is not matching what someone's expecting, then they're just going to leave. So um, I would say those things and continuing to establish relationships and creating backlinks both organically and I guess as Google says, black hat lease, but not intentionally, but just trying to establish relationships and making sure you're there. And um, I mean, those are, I guess, the big ones. And I think, um, I know there's, it seems like more and more they're trying to push organic results off the first page with paid ads, as we've kind of seen how they've gone from the traditional 10 page or so link to um, the infinite scroll. So I think it's just important to try to be ranked as high as possible, which is obviously easier said than done. But I mean, ways you can do that is having enticing title tags, good meta description, and um, just making sure you're standing out. And yeah, I mean, I would probably say those are my big ones and just, be willing to try to learn new things and test things. So um, making sure you're actively testing what's working. And um, like I mentioned a bit earlier is doing your own test because sometimes Google's going to say certain things and you can see what's ranking and it's obviously not what they're saying. That's, that's really making And, you know, to be completely honest, I really don't like that influence scroll because, um, you know, previously gave uh, a lot of brands this high level of power that if you're ranking number one page, you like yeah. the best. People don't go to number two. Like they have like, okay, I don't go to number two because these are the 10 things that I want to see. This is, I, that's what Google says, right? These are the things that you want to see. This is the best. Don't go to number two. But when you have the influence scroll, it's like, um, you know, it just feels so clustered uh, recently whenever I saw that. And mostly if it's like uh, 10, you have the 10 pages and then, yeah. you know, below you have the related searches. It's like simple, minimalist and stuff. And maybe some people might be really uh, find useful for it uh, because uh, they might get a lot of impressions, that, you know, considering and everything. Maybe the title if people see, you know, scrolling down continuously. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I just feel it. Yeah, I mean, I know they initially had a lot of mobile and I'm guessing mm-hmm. it, yeah. the the users who were actually researching, they responded well, so they rolled it out on desktop. But I mean, who knows? They might roll it back. I don't know. It's it's definitely a, a different experience because I think for some queries, I've definitely mm-hmm. gone to the second page, but these are like really, really, really like explicit like queries. So I, I think mm-hmm. it just really depends. But like, the bulk of your clicks are going to go through the one to five and you might have some people going to page two, but I mean, after that, I guess the 10 results now. So I think it really depends on the query. Got it. Yeah. I think that's, that's most sums it up. So entity SEO and internal backlinking and, you know, internal most scrolls. I think that's what the summary is. Um, so just one thing, uh, I'm sorry. It just, just popped my mind right now. Uh, these people, you know, they say that uh, they are using TikTok and other, uh, you know, social media apps for search engine, as search engines rather than, yeah. you know, Google way more. Uh, and I recently saw this job posting saying that, you know, TikTok SEO analyst or, you know, this something I saw, something related to social media I saw. Do you think, um, I mean, other than the this normal description or anything, because they don't give any ultimate guidance to rank, right? Mostly yeah. they see the video and based on the video algorithms, it ranks, uh, you know, less number of text and more visuals, that's right. 
is there any specific SEO that you saw recently or you've done for anyone recently in this, in this other social media like TikTok or Instagram, you know, these things, anything that's coming? I mean, yeah, TikTok and Instagram SEO is not really my bread and butter, but it seems like it's focused on just um, being really engaging and just getting people with the content as fast as possible. And um, I, I think they're all about attention spans. So I, I, I could certainly see it growing in the future that they take up market share, but at the same time, um, sometimes you just want uh, certain information. So it seems like apparently a lot of them were looking at TikTok or Instagram for like local recommendations and they don't want to read like go through all these pages and reviews. So I, I think it really just depends on what you're looking for. And um, yeah, I, I'd say that. Well, I think the short form really matters a lot. I mean, yeah, completely honest, I don't know how many people are reading the blog these days. I don't know the H2s and X3s. <laughs> I don't know how many people are entirely reading the content inside. So yeah, I guess that. I think it just really depends on the person because I think I can definitely relate to that where some people just want a video or some people want to read a blog. And um, I mean, I, I like videos, but at the same time, I like reading a book where it's just like, I guess, therapeutic in a way. And sometimes you just don't want to read summaries. So it really just depends on, I guess, a unique person's needs and what they want to see. Got it, got it, got it. Awesome. Uh, so Peter, uh, table's turned. Is there anything I said you want to ask me? Uh, sure. Like, I guess since I talked about the beginning, how I got into SEO, how did you get into SEO? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, SEO is not my uh, full on forte. I'm actually yeah. right now working as a content manager in my day job. And mostly we do, you know, a lot of like, uh, blogs, Atlantic pages, sites, case studies and all that. But, um, you know, there was a lot of clashes between me and the SEO. Uh, you know, because uh, the requirement of an SEO site guy would be like a little bit different than, you know, what I did. Because, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, maybe this is my, uh, I don't know, MBA brain or marketing brain or whatever uh, stuff is, but I mostly want to write, uh, you know, I don't even think a lot about the keyword. I just write based on the context of it. This is yeah. what the context is the reading. And when it goes to the product review, they say that they would change a lot of things. And uh, then I sort of learn by it, then, okay, this is how it's ranking, this is how it's ranking. But, uh, I just want to jump in SEO because it's it's really freaking me out <laughs> to be yeah. honest. You know, a lot of things like freaking me out, and I just want to see okay, what can I do about it? And I think a lot of people, to be to be honest, are really afraid of the word SEO even. Like you know, oh my God, SEO it's like a big thing. I mean, so I'm going to jump in and try. But it's really a lot of you know, minor details, but in a large volume. So I think uh, that's one of the reasons why I kind of started the podcast. And a lot of people keep on asking me. I'm like. I don't know, but I can open the content. I don't know. I don't know what's with the SEO, so I'll bring in experts behind you. And yeah, I think that's how, uh, yeah, that's how it started. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good for writers to have some general knowledge of SEO, but I, I feel like they don't need to be like experts unless they want to go into like become a full on practitioner. Understood. Awesome. Uh, so, Peter, thanks so much for coming out of the show. It really uh, was an awesome conversation. And uh, if people want to, you know, find you or your services, uh, where they can find it, it would be really great uh, to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, I have a website, um, peterrodeseo.com, and also feel free to um, send me a LinkedIn request. My name is Peter, and the last name's Rhoda, R-O-T-A. So, 
yeah, feel free to connect with you there. I'm currently open to freelance work. Um, so yeah, definitely looking to connect or just educate people. Yeah. Really appreciate you reaching out. It was a pleasure. And, um, yeah, thanks again. Awesome. So guys, I'll definitely link everything in the description below. You can definitely check it out. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for hopping on and, uh, I'll see you guys next episode.